0: Trey. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024, I guess it is. I think it is. You know what's weird, Mary Langston? Weird may not be the right word. Um, I remember, you may not have been born yet, I remember actually sitting in church on New Year's Eve 1999. Were you born yet? Barely, I was right? born.
1: I was Barely. born, yes, sir.
0: Well, if you were born, you were probably in church, too, but it was probably a different church. Because I remember they were like concerned that the banks would stop working and the traffic lights would stop working Mm -hmm. and everything would stop because of what they call Y2K. And I remember not worrying really about any of that sitting in church. I was more worried about what was going on with the ball games that I was missing because my (laughs) wife made me go to church. But. If you had told me that night that I'd be sitting here talking about 2024, I would not have believed it. That seemed like forever in the future. And yet here we are.
1: We made it to 2024. You're right, though. There were some movies that may have come out that year, too. I was too little to actually see them, I think. But I remember the advertisements and all the fear that went into that year. But we made it to 2024, which is a blessing
0: yeah and we've also learned a valuable lesson about fear, which is just not to like pay any attention to it. I mean, mm-hmm. be cautious of danger. I wouldn't go around you know handling you know venomous snakes, but fear <laughs> doesn't do you any good. but here we are. we did make it, and uh we're a few days into what is sure to be an exciting um dare I use the word tumultuous year twenty twenty four but I can't think of anything you know, beyond watching college football games that I'd rather do to bring in the new year than to uh, participate in your podcast. So thank Mm -hmm. you for letting me do it.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Trey, and Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everyone had a happy and healthy holiday. We do have a sports question to end with, Trey. Are you ready for that one?
0: Uh, It depends on what it is and probably not because I'm still grief-stricken over a number of things that happened over Mm. the football season. I'm literally grief stricken, but we'll have to see what the question is.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. We're super grateful. Y'all send us your questions. And I second what Trey said last week, which was thank you for reminding us of the power of asking questions and how it gets us closer to the truth. So with that, we'll start with a question from Gary in Pennsylvania, who writes, why does Congress spend so much time trying to enforce the laws?
0: Oh, Gary, from the great state of Pennsylvania, Uh, you are correct. I'm reading a little, little, little bit of my favorite thing in the world, which is cynicism into that question. Why does Congress spend so much time trying to enforce the laws when this is the part I add to Gary's question when that's not their job? Uh, It is the executive branch that is responsible for enforcing the laws. There is, as you recall. Uh, The take care that the laws are faithfully executed provision in the Constitution that applies to the president. So it is the executive branch, prosecutors and cops and other parts of the executive branch that are responsible for enforcing the law. Congressmen and women are not. However, however, human nature is not always content doing what it is assigned to do. People want to do other people's jobs. They don't want to do their own jobs sometimes, but they want to do other people's jobs, sometimes out of, I guess, arrogance, sometimes out of, I don't want to say necessity, but, but there's this old maxim, this old equitable maxim that nature abhors a vacuum. That nature abhors, A-B-H-O-R-S, abhors a vacuum, an emptiness, that something is going to fill it. So back to the human nature part, it's hard to look at laws not being enforced and do nothing about it, even though it is not your job to do that. It is hard for presidents to see things that need to be enacted and do nothing about it, which is why you see so much executive action. I remember sitting on the floor of the House when a president, which is the executive branch, said, I'm going to do it with or without you. also remember a lot of my colleagues clapping when he said that. So the legislative branch is responsible for legislation. president is not. But the president was going to do something about what he perceived to be a problem. Even though the better argument is that's not his role to do that. You see judges sometimes doing what the legislative bodies should do or what prosecutors should do. I remember I I was lucky I appeared in front of really, really good judges that for the most part, almost for the entire part, just kind of left me alone and let me do my job and they did their jobs. But every now and again, you will run into a judge. That thinks he or she is a criminal defense attorney again or a prosecutor again, and they're not content doing their jobs. So if you don't remember anything else, I say, and there's a pretty good chance that's going to happen. But if you don't just remember that old maxim from equity, which is nature abhors a vacuum. And when we see a vacuum or someone not doing his or her job, human nature wants to step in. So Congress spends time trying to enforce laws, even though it has no power to do so. It seems Congress you know, would do the president's job. They'd rather do the president's job sometimes than do their own job. I mean, if you look back at 2023, it was not like a banner year for Congress. But yet you, you hear a lot of folks talking about, enforcing the law, which, you know, if you want to do that, and I loved it, it was the best job I've ever had, but you need to do, be in another branch. You need to go be a prosecutor, quit like being a fake one, quit trying to play one on television, quit trying to be one that's never set foot inside of a courtroom, go be a real prosecutor or real cop if you want to enforce the laws. So that's a really long-winded, so I've already violated the one New Year's resolution I made. <laughs> so I've already, I've already done that. But Gary wants to know why Congress spends so much time, like, not doing its job but somebody else's job. Because Congress perceives that there's a vacuum. And the president spends a lot of time enacting legislation or issuing executive fiat because he or she perceives that Congress is not doing its job. So this whole thing only works if people do their jobs.
1: Well said. Well, thank you so much, Trey. Our next question is from Tom in Texas, who writes, If Biden loses to Trump in November and he has no charges filed against him, can he issue a pardon without any charges?
0: If Biden loses to Trump in November and has mm-hmm. no charges filed against him, I assume that means... President Biden has no charges filed against him, which I can assure you he will not have any charges filed against him. But the broader question is, can he issue a pardon without any charges? And the answer to that question is yes. Yes, he can. And that is when, well, to back up a little bit, that's when most presidents issue pardons is after the elections, but before they leave office. So, If Biden loses in November, he's leaving office in January. You'll see a lot of pardons between November and January. I think the question Tom is really asking is, can a president issue a prophylactic pardon or an anticipatory pardon? Can you issue a pardon even though you currently are not in any legal jeopardy? There are no charges against you. There are no there's no indictment. I think most legal commentators, most legal commentators would say yes, that the pardon powers for the president are, what's that word we used to use, plenary, that they are vast, expansive. Whatever limitations exist in the Constitution, those would be the only limitations, and I'm frankly not aware of any limitation. So can a president pardon himself or herself? Probably so. Can a president pardon a member of his or her own family? Probably so. Can a president issue an anticipatory pardon? Probably so. Not a pardon for the future. In other words, I could not, if I were the president, Mary Langston, you should move. By the way, if that were to happen to another country, mm-hmm. but if that were to happen, I could not say. You know, I love Mary Lincoln. I'm going to issue her a pardon for whatever the future holds. Mm-hmm. Be pretty safe to do that with you because you don't ever do anything wrong. But <laughs> that's that's a future pardon. I, President cannot do that. Could I? Could I say? I am pardoning you, Mary Langston, for anything you may or may not have done up until this point that is a federal crime. Obviously, the president cannot pardon people for state crimes. So we're only talking about federal crimes here. Probably I can. And you know what is interesting to me, Mary Langston, although interesting is not the right word. It's another word, but I won't use it. There are a lot of Republican members of the House who tend to agree with me. Because remember, they went to President Trump and asked for a pardon. You probably don't read the news quite, or you may not read the same sections of the newspaper that I read. But the sections of the newspaper I read sometimes involve politics. Mm. Members of the House, Republican members of the House went to President Trump and sought pardons, even though they were not under indictment or arrest. They may have been under investigation, but they weren't under arrest. They were in no legal jeopardy at all. And they sought what Tom from the great state of Texas is asking about, which is an anticipatory pardon. So it sounds sketchy to me. It sounds sketchy, I'm sure, to you all. Most of us it would never, like, enter our minds while we were talking to the president, hey, now that I have you, would you be willing to issue me a prophylactic pardon for anything I may or may not have done? It just, I just, I don't know. I mean, have you ever thought about doing that, Mary Langston?
1: Not at all.
0: You went, to, you went to a White House Christmas party, didn't you?
1: I did, thanks to you
0: did, and Terry and all of them, Sharia. Do you remember, if you stood in line to get your... Picture with the president. Do you remember sitting there thinking, look, remind yourself, Mary Langston, make a mental note, ask for an anticipatory pardon right after I say Merry Christmas. Do you ever think about that?
1: I can't say that was in the top or at all in my thoughts.
0: No, 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 (laughs) I would think not. But there's some Republican members of the House who sure did ask President Trump and his, uh, by the way, uh, and his White House counsel. Mm. Uh, several of whom I know. So, Tom, if Trump loses, I mean, if Biden loses to Trump and has no charges filed against him, can you issue a pardon to himself for the past? Probably. For the future, no. And I'm not 100% sure about any of this because the Constitution really doesn't address it. I don't think it's ever been brought up before the Supreme Court. I think the president's pardon powers are pretty daggone powerful.
1: Well, thank you so much for answering that, Trey. And thank you, Tom, for the question. We'll answer more of your questions when we come back. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Our last question is our sports question that we talked about earlier. And it's from Matthew in Arkansas, who writes, Did you watch the NCAA Division II championship game and what are your thoughts
0: matthew from the great state of arkansas i should know off the top of my head division one division two division three but i have to think about this for a second i think division two i think the championship game i think was harding beating the colorado school of mines Mm. i believe that is correct and I definitely watched the game. Uh I watched uh the semifinals. Um there was a school from North Carolina, Lenore Rhine, that is in that um that is in that division. So I had to look up where Harding was, and I know where uh, I looked it up during the game to see where it was, because it was not a school I was familiar with. I took a wild guess. You know how I like deductive reasoning? hmm I really do like it. So when I saw there was a team called the colorado school of mines i deduced that that school was in colorado (laughs) and that it might have something to do with mining or geology or maybe engineering Mm -hmm. what do you think about the i think that's some
1: great deductive reasoning
0: do you really (laughs) thank you so i remember the other school's a little bit harder now, I had to look up Harding. I felt pretty confident that the Colorado, I think the game was played at the Colorado School of Mind. I think they, I think it was like a home game for them. I could be wrong about that. Maybe that was a semifinal game. But in any event, yes, Matthew from the great state of Arkansas, I watched it. The game was not as close as I thought it would be. Harding wound up beating the daylights out of them, which Colorado School of Mind was, I mean, they were highly ranked. They may have been undefeated. So, yep, I watched it. I watched the semifinal games. I love watching football at all divisions. Um, pro football has become, uh, honestly, a little bit hard for me to watch because of the officiating. I mean, the, these officials—they're well, like the Kardashians. All they want to be famous. They're like members of the house. They—they just—they just want to be famous. They want to be stars, and then they get it wrong a lot. I mean, when they do throw flags, which is like seemingly every play, they get it wrong. So, so yes, I watch Division Two. I'm also going to watch. I think there's one game left. Montana plays South Dakota State. Um, I'm going to watch that game. South Dakota State's mm-hmm. uh, like a dynasty in that division of football. And I, and before I go, I want to admit that I'm wrong, which is something very very few people. And either one of my previous lines of work do. Lawyers don't do it that much. Politicians don't do it ever. But I was wrong. I was wrong about Michigan. Uh, They beat Alabama. They beat them fair and square. Michigan's defense was much, much, much better than. I mean, I hadn't watched them a ton this year. I did watch the Ohio State game. They were very, very good. Uh, Alabama made way too many mistakes, mental and otherwise. I mean, you, like I'm not a football genius, but you got to be able to snap the ball from the center to the quarterback. You can't roll it like you're bowling. It's not bowling. It's not whatever those. What is, is it? Croquet? Where you like roll the ball along the ground? Mm-hmm. that was a, I, I don't think it's that either. I mean, you, you got to get the ball back to the quarterback. And the quarterback doesn't need to be an Olympic-level gymnast to catch the ball. You shouldn't have to contort yourself. I mean, I can't let my blood pressure get up. I can't let that happen. So, yes, I watched, watched it all. Alabama's offensive line got got whipped way, way too much. Um Honestly, you know what, Mary said, did you watch the game?
1: I didn't, but you will be shocked to hear this. I did watch a video of, I think it was the coach, Sabin from Alabama, and it was right after the game, and he, you may have seen this, but he grabbed the two players to his right and left. You would know their names, I do not, but he basically told them that he was very proud of them and that this one game didn't define them. So I thought that was pretty cool, but I didn't watch the game to answer your question.
0: My silence is only a reflection of my shock that there was (laughs) something else in the world going on than watching that. Terry invited both of our children and some others over for for dinner. I think, I I don't know who all was there because I never left my office. (laughs) I stayed back here to watch the football games. I mean, mean, look, I love my children, but this game only comes on once a year, so... (laughs) I mean, I maybe can see them tomorrow or something. No, we all we we kind of all watched it together. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you see the movie The Fugitive?
1: I'm trying to think if I did
0: Harrison Ford.
1: Oh, yes. It comes on TV often.
0: Dr. Richard Kimball. He's falsely accused of killing his wife. He's on the run. It's called The Fugitive. He leaves that
1: train, kind of falls down the hill. Yeah, I know what movie yes. you're talking about.
0: Right. That's what the Alabama quarterback look like. Was Harrison mm. Ford in the fugitive running for his life for two hours? Mm. He got, I mean, by the time the ball did get back to him, those times it, it got to him in the air, he was running for his life. Mm. So I was wrong. I'm heartbroken. I pulled for Alabama. Uh, Michigan beat him fair and square. But not to end on a note that I was wrong. I was also right. I said all along, Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country. And they they are and they were. And so let's say goodbye to this four-team playoff and embrace a real playoff with 12 teams next year. That's given me a reason to want to live, to keep going, so I can watch that 12. Can you imagine how much fun that's going to be? 12 team playoff that's six playoff wow no more than six i don't want to do, you know i don't do math i don't know how many games it is but it's <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. and you were what were you like singing carols to people that are sick or shut-ins or so <laughs> what what did you have to do that was more important than watching this game
1: probably something of that
0: nature singing but, you know, carols have- to shut-ins
1: Right, but we have people like you and my brothers and people that really pay attention to it and inform us so we know what's going on.
0: Well, you know what? I'm sorry that they're shut in, and I'm happy to call on another day. Probably not on that day, but I'll sing over the phone. (laughs) But I'm not going to do it while the two semifinal games are going on, (laughs) but that's probably why you're going to heaven, and, and, and I might not see you. In the next, well, in the next
1: not week. about that. No, sir.
0: All righty. Well, that's it on three questions. That's, it? that's all to, we had. We used to, used to ask 12, but it t- <laughs> takes me so long to answer them. You just know three minutes and people have already quit listening. I mean, three questions no. and they've stopped.
1: Well, three is a good number. So we'll leave it at that for now. But if we have more questions next week, we'll do this. You know, they
0: say it's one of the perfect numbers. You know what other perfect numbers there are in the Bible?
1: I remember them saying in Israel the number seven. Yes. And they made me feel better about the number six because they said that wasn't a thing when we were
0: there. Oh, you're talking about six six six? No, 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 that's not a thing. My, my wife my wife wanted me to change my credit card because <laughs> it ended in six six six. I thought, well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I'll use it less often. <laughs> no, that's that's no forty is also a perfect number. So three, seven, and forty.
1: Well, we'll end on those good numbers and we So we can
0: that... go with seven questions next time because this is a yeah, perfect number. We'll...
1: And then 40. That would be great. <laughs> yeah,
0: we can do 40. And by that time, I'm not even then sure. we might lose listening. people. <laughs> I, I think I'd lose you.
1: I don't know about that. But thank y'all for sending us your questions, and we hope that you'll keep sending them our way. And with that, this is our first set of questions in 2024.
0: Well, and I hope it's not the last set of questions in 2024, (laughs) and I hope everybody's doing a great job and doing a better job keeping their resolutions than I did today. (laughs) And I will see you, God willing, next week. How's that?
1: Sounds like a plan. We'll see you all next Thursday.
0: All righty. Bye-bye.